Hey, what's up, guys? It's Joel. If you guys haven't heard about Anchor by Spotify, it's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Let me explain. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And best of all, Anchor is totally free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Enjoy the episode. Welcome to the Heat vs. the World podcast. And now, stand up. And make some noise for your host, Joel Jacob. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Heat vs. the World podcast. Like always, I'm your host, Joel Jacob, and you can follow me on Twitter at JoelKJacob underscore. Now let's meet our guests for today. First, we got Brian. That is me. I'm Brian. What's up, guys? <laughs> <laughs> and then right after that, we got George. Yo, what's up, guys? And then right after that, Clippy. Hey, guys, it's Clippy. And then last but not least, the newest member of the Heat vs. the World podcast, Kaylee. <laughs> Hi, guys. All right, so let's get right to it with today's episode. So last game, Miami walked into Dallas and beat them by the score of 125 to 110, improving their record to 6-1. and one. Leading the way, you have Tyler Hero with 25 points and 4 assists. You then have Jimmy Butler with 23 points while being 15 of 17 from the free throw line, while having 6 rebounds, 6 assists, and 3 steals. Following that, you have Bam Adebayo with 22 points and 13 rebounds and two blocks. Kyle Lowry with 22 points, along with six threes, nine assists, and five rebounds. And last but not least, the dead man himself, Dwayne Dedman, with 10 points and five rebounds. An interesting fact about these stats is that this is the first time that he have had four players score 22 or more points in the same game. What even made yesterday's game even better was the fact that you had the home crowd at Dallas chanting, let's go heat near the end of the game, which was such a beautiful sight to see, especially considering the fact that there's the whole rivalry between the Heat and Mavericks. But honestly, I think that's dead at this point, considering the fact that Miami has beaten them 17 times out of their last 21 matchups. But, you know, that's just me. But anyway, so with that being said, I know you guys have a lot to say about the game. So I'll let y'all take the floor. We'll start off with you, George. Um, all right. Well, where am I going to start? There was the most amazing scene to finally watch Kyle Lowry cook and to cook out. It was the best experience ever. Everyone's been talking about, you know, it's great playmaking. We, we've loved it. But every now and then you want to see you add some spice to the game. Hitting threes in, in, in you know, in Luca's face, who was their only competent player last night besides Brunson was incredible. But overall, the team played fantastic. A game which last year, in official, we struggled very, very highly in. Um, 
it was also because of the rules was very tight or tailored to, you know, to foul drawing, things like that. The game last night wasn't perfect, in my opinion, um, refereeing wise, but it didn't stop us. We 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 came back um, when we were starting to fall out a little bit. You know, Tyler Hero started cooking, and how important he's been for us is insane. I've never, I don't think I've ever watched a player like Tyler like with with such low expectation at the start of the season. Maybe that was due, due to the, you know a lot of. Twitter disparity that we've been seeing from him, but to see him play well, to see Jimmy play well as a leader, Bam, Bam was cooking a little bit. You know, everyone was just doing their thing, playing their role. You know, Duncan Robertson played some still some great defense, let alone you know he's still trying to find his foot on the offensive end. But I think that this was a really good um, indicator of what the Heat can be. You know, if if someone's not producing the way we want them to, you know, someone else can. Someone else will step up. And for a team that apparently didn't have a very good bench, we still lead the NBA in bench points. So it's been fantastic. And, yeah, I, I, I can't say anything more about that game. How about you, Clippy? Uh, I have to agree with everything that George said. Uh, 100% we look great defensively, offensively. Obviously, we had a slow start in that first quarter. Uh, we, you know, it didn't. Really looked so well in the first quarter, but obviously we picked it up a notch. As soon as Tyler Hero comes into the game, it's a complete shift. You can see it, you can feel it. It's his as soon as he gets on the court, everything changes. Even the defense, the energy, everything. So I mean, I think we look amazing. Everyone contributed. The four guys that should be contributing contributed a huge part, and they played a big part in in the win. Um, on Duncan Robinson, I had to say. Uh, um, Yes, he's having a slow start. I obviously still believe in him to get going, you know, shoot or shoot or whatever. But the six fouls and the fouling out was obviously kind of looked a little problematic. But, I mean, that's fine. I saw a tweet last night that said refs versus Duncan Robinson, which I have to agree with because the refs last night were one of the worst I've seen, in my opinion, in a long time. But regardless of that, we got the win and we did it by, you know, a lot. So um, I'm really impressed with this team. I can't wait to keep watching and see if they keep this up with the five-game winning streak. I mean, we could take this really far. Right. And then what's on your mind, Kaylee? Um, I remember, so like last night, I remember tweeting about how the refs were also kind of weird. And I agreed with like Clippy when it came to those things. Um, they were just acting kind of strange. I was kind of like, they were calling some things, but not others. And I was like, okay, cool, that's fine. But um, most of the game, it was kind of, the most thing that I guess the highlight for me was the the chanting. For sure, that was really cool to see because I feel like I, I rarely ever see that, I guess, at least for the time that I've been watching the NBA. Um, and uh, also some of those like Lowry jumpers were just very nice, you know, it's, it's just really cool to see that. And then also, of course, even though um, Tyler didn't make a lot of the plays that he did in the first quarter, it's okay. You made up for it throughout the rest of the game. And um, obviously I was a huge fan of how he was able to outscore his whole team off the bench. I feel like that was kind of not talked about enough almost it's almost like y'all are y'all seeing this you know so yeah those are my thoughts and then what's on your mind Brian uh, I pretty much agree with everything that's been said I think that the I guess two things right the Heat continue their streak of uh being the number one team in the NBA in terms of point differential. So it kind of shows that they're not only winning games, but they're winning them 
dominantly. And, you know, I think that to this point, the Heat have had the best defense in the NBA. Uh, last night, they didn't necessarily shut down the Mavericks, but they won off of the strength of their offense, which is really, really good. Like, if they're getting into games and they're winning, you know, if their defense isn't working, but they can win in a shootout, I think that that bodes very, very well for the Heat because it means that they have multiple wins, multiple ways to win basketball games. So they're they're looking really, really good so far. I know it's only seven games in, uh, but to this point, they've looked nothing short of dominant. Right. I agree 100%. And, you know, one of my favorite moments from yesterday's game was the fact that you had Tyler Hero, who was able to get the stop on Luka, and then he goes off and shoots a three, like, right in his face. And what made it so amazing was that you then have the expert himself, Charles Barkley, who was on, um, what was it, who was on the halftime show, I believe, and said that, the, that Tyler Hero is just playing against scrubs, and that's why he's dominating. Well, unless you count Luca as a scrub, I mean, I'll take that. I mean, if you want to insult him, go ahead. But, you know, Tyler Hero bowled out yesterday being the leading scorer for the Heat. And honestly, at this point, you know, I guess we just got to be used to people sleeping on us. But with that being said, let's get right to it, with, to the next topic. So in other news, the NBA released their power rankings for week two, and in first place was the Miami Heat. Considering that we have been so used to this Heat team being slept on, what was your reaction to hearing this? Start us off, Kupi. Uh, I was excited. I was really excited. I mean, when's the last time we saw uh, the Miami Heat on, on that list at all in the top 10? Because last year, we were definitely not on it. But it's 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 deserving, you know what I mean? We're number one for uh, uh, rebounds per game. On defensive charts, we're probably top five in almost all categories. I mean, we're, our defense is what, is what fuels our offense. So And defense wins games, always. So the fact that we are creating offensive defense is amazing, and we definitely deserve that number one spot, 100%. Right. And then what about you, Kaylee? Um, it's actually super cool to see because um, it shows also on the court. So it's good that they're getting the recognition they deserve, you know? So it's like, finally, if, if you're watching, it's like, yeah, this is a literal number one ranking team right now. So it's like, it's yeah, overall, it's like really just refreshing to see that and to like see it also be implemented in games. And then it's not just talk, you know, it's like it's 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 the truth. <laughs> you can't deny the truth, you know. So, yeah. Right. And then, Brian, what's your opinion? Uh, it's cool to see. I mean, it's cool from like just uh, an ego perspective. <laughs> like, I don't know. I I don't think I'm a huge fan of NBA rankings in general because it's like, all right, well, who who makes these rankings? Like, is there a bunch of people in a room somewhere that decide which team is better than which team? Like, I don't know. W- what we've seen is the team be dominant. That's all I care about. Like, the rankings, cool, whatever. But we're getting good Miami Heat basketball on the court, and that that's what matters. But like I say, it's it's cool. It's chill. <laughs> Right, and then George, what's your take? Look, I, I think it's a, it's a really, it's it's a very big um, achievement for the team this early in the season. I feel like we have been tested with the likes of the the Bucks and the Nets. I, I think it'd be a way more, it'd be a way better achievement if we were to do it if we were still number one in about five, like two weeks, because up next we've got the Celtics, Jazz, 
the Nuggets, the Lakers, the Clippers, the Jazz again. If it can still be number one on the list, it's great. Um, I think I, I doubt that the team's ever going to be looking at the standings um, in the locker room after a game, but I quite appreciate being the underdog. I feel like they do too. I feel like it's a very big um, mental edge that they have. So not that I don't they think that it should be number one. They definitely deserve it. But in um, if we do it in a week's time, then that'd be fantastic. Right. But, you know, it's like I said, whenever the Heat gets any sort of praise, you can't help but be happy about it. So it was definitely great to see Miami being placed number one in the power rankings for this week. Hopefully they can keep it on and hopefully, you know, they will keep on showing this dominance in the playoffs and so on. So now let's go into this next topic. The reason why I want to bring this up is because it's very important for what revolves around the return of the former All-Star himself, Victor Oladipo. As we all know, Victor is still rehabbing from his season-ending injury from last year, but he will be expected to return sometime soon. Considering how great this Heat team has been so far, do you guys believe that Victor can add more fuel to the flame for the Heat? And if so, how much fuel are we talking about? What do you think, uh, Kaylee? Um, uh, first of all, every time I think of Victor, I just think of him like, I, don't, I remember there was a tweet or like a photo, someone made like a Photoshop of him like under the, the arena and like a little ice capsule thing. Like I think that's, hilarious. <laughs> that's basically how I see him. <laughs> like um, he's just kind of staying there, kind of tweeting every now and then. Great, love that. Um, but like, I, I would hope that he only kind of just gives it like a little extra umph, especially if um, unfortunately, if maybe some people get injured, that hope he can like step up and like keep up the, the ante, you know, and keep up the heat. <laughs> Ironically enough, keep up the heat and, um, you know, just kind of make sure that he's like a good um, person that like, yeah, to fall back on. But also, yeah, I feel like if he just contributing with everyone else healthy, he'll just make our dominance even, even stronger. And that's great. Yeah, that's all. <laughs> right. And what about you, Clippy? Um, I think that once he gets to the team and, you know, finally gets into our system, playing with us and stuff, uh, we're going to be unstoppable. Uh, he's insane defensively, so he's just going to add more defensive fuel to the flyer. Um, he's going to come off the bench and, you know, score. I think he averaged like 19 last season or something. So that's 19 points per game we haven't even gotten yet. And we just beat Dallas by like 15 last night. So he's definitely going to be a, a spark um, off the bench. It's going to be probably obviously not as, I don't think, as good as Tyler Hero in the offensive uh, category, but his defense will definitely make for, make up for it. So I'm definitely excited for him to come. I think it's going to really push us over, over that hump, even though I don't think we have a hump. But if there is ever going to be a hump, I think that he'll be the one to uh, push us over it. And you, Brian? I mean, he's going to definitely bring a different offensive look uh, off the bench. He's probably going to be able to take a lot of pressure off of Tyler Hero. Um, you know, right now, Tyler is – and he's performing great in his role, but he's he's he has to be the best player off of the bench by far. And I think that the, he definitely needs his offense uh, during those nights where maybe Jimmy or Kyle or Bam didn't have it. So, you know, having Victor Oladipo as essentially another option uh, – you know, uh, having him as a guy that can take pressure off of everybody else defensively as a scorer, as a passer, uh, it's going to be really, really good for them. And uh, I'm not, I don't know, like 
I'm obviously not expecting all-star Victor Oladipo, but if you can get 70 to 80% of what Victor Oladipo was, that is a massive boost coming off your bench. So I'm really excited to see what Victor Oladipo brings. Right. And then how about you, George? I'm a, I'm a glass half empty and full type of guy. Um, I look at it both ways. There's a, there is a negative to having him come back healthy. Someone has to fly out of the rotation. Um, they're one of the lower guys, but at the same time, minutes will get reduced. You know, he still needs, he still wants to prove that um, he can make a really, really good impact for this team. He's only actually played five games for us. So it's not going to be an easy implementation back into our rotation. Um, but on the, on the other hand, um, the fact that everyone is playing so well really puts um, the pressure minutes off him, which means that it can take as much as much time as it, as it actually needs to get him back to, to um, a physical uh, condition that he can handle for 25, 30 minutes a night. And he will be off our bench. That's no issue. But there's going to be rotations where there's going to be nights in the future when he's back where Spolster's going to want to, want to play him 30 minutes, 35 minutes. Um, I've, uh, and that's a fear because we just don't know how his body will hold up. But look, if everything goes well, he's going to add just one massive di- dynamic rotation um, with us. Him coming off our bench, like Brian said, even if he comes back at 70%, 80%, there's no reason why he can't make a massive impact and um, you know take this team to... Uh, the next stratosphere. Right. I agree 100%. You know, Victor's return is obviously something that Heat fans everywhere are looking forward to. And if he can be that guy that can be at 75 to 80%, like you said, um, Brian, you know, I feel like this Heat team is just going to be even more scary. You know, we've been seeing this team, you know, blow out all of their opponents. And, you know, they don't, they're not even at full strength without Victor. So, you know, hopefully it works out when Victor comes back. I know, like you said, George, you know, there would be a few things that he would have to work out. But, you know, I know Victor, I know obviously he had a chance to make it work yet last year in those four games. You know, I know Miami won't rush him in any way. So it's all going to be about how it's all going to look when Victor comes back. And I know he will make a massive impact for this Heat team especially if he can come back around 75 to 80%. So with that being said, let's go right into the next topic. So I want to talk about the significance of someone who has truly made his impact on the C team the minute he signed with us this past offseason. I want to talk about QB1 himself, Kyle Lowry. How amazed have you guys been with K-Low's performance in the Heat uniform this season? Lead us off, Brian. I, you know what? I'm not going to say I've been amazed because Kyle Lowry has been really good for years. Like, I don't know. I, I've definitely been a bit skeptical as far as the age goes, because he's what, 36. So, you know, I don't know how long he's going to be doing this, but for the past few years, Kyle Lowry has been one of the best point guards in the NBA and his impact as one of the best point guards is, is shown up very, very clearly for this team. You can see, you know, I, I saw a stat and I don't know if it's still true, but I think the heat have the second fastest pace when he's on the court and the slowest pace when he's off the court, you can see him making, you know, full court outlet passes to Jimmy Butler, getting him easy buckets like Jimmy Bam Tyler have all greatly benefited off of Kyle Lowry uh, being on the court with them. Uh, so 
man, he's he's performing. Again, I don't want to disrespect him by saying he's playing amazing. He's playing like Kyle Lowry, and Kyle Lowry is an amazing player. So I'm I'm very, very happy that he's with the Heat. Right. You know, like you said, I mean, it's Kyle freaking Lowry. Of course, we knew he was going to bowl out. You know, I just simply never thought we'd be this good of a team. So I think that alone is just what amazes me. And seeing the Kyle Lowry effect, you know, when you look at how Jimmy Butler has played, you know, especially now that he no longer has to deal with being the facilitator and with Bam taking the next level in his game as well. And then obviously Tyler Hero bowling out too. You know, as they call it, the Kyle Lowry effect, that's in full force right now. So obviously, I guess amazed wasn't a good word to use for it because as I already said, you know, it is Kyle Lowry we're talking about. But, you know, it's just amazing how much of an impact he's made on this team. Uh, what about you, Clippy? Yeah, I think um, without Kyle, we wouldn't be where we are. Obviously, one guy doesn't make the team, but um, he definitely pushes the pace. He's it, The tone is completely different when he's on the court. Uh, even when he's not on the court, I've seen that the Heat are still trying to play that, you know, fast ball, which we never, ever have played before. So with him in the lineup, it definitely changes the pace. But I see now he's like finally looks comfortable and confident in finding his shot. And once he finds that shot, you know, um, it's going to be lethal and it's going to be great. And, and we saw that last night, you know, he um, he threw in 22 points for us. And that's huge. You know what I mean? Tyler comes off the bench, scores 20, 25, whatever the case may be. If Kyle scores that, you know, 22 plus every night, we're going to win every game. You know what I mean? He... He helps us so much. I'm so glad we have him. Uh, picking him up in the offseason, I think, was the best move we could have we could have made. And to be honest, in the offseason, I wasn't really sure how how it was going to work or how it was going to look. Um, uh, that sounds better, how it was going to look. Uh, but I, it looks great, and we look completely different from last season. The basketball is completely different. It's so fast. I don't even I'm, – I'm not even used – to seeing that he plays so fast because of him uh you know those outlet passes that are the whole court that scare me every single time but that right there is just it, it you could just tell that we just needed that one piece that one point guard and it changed everything for us right and then how do you feel Kaylee um it's super sick to have him on the team obviously like I feel like I'm on the same boat with uh with most people that are kind of like yeah we expect Kyle Lowry to be Kyle Lowry at his age you know it's like you're paying for an all-star you know so it's like I would hope that he continues or tries his best to continue this legacy that he's creating um but also I feel like the one thing that I'm kind of relieved about is that uh obviously he seems like he genuinely wants to play for the heat and wants to win for the heat you know I feel like that's kind of huge whenever you pick someone up on the offseason that was just on another team that also won a championship, you know, that you would hope that um, he'd want to create a, an amazing chemistry with the team and like want to really want it. You know what I mean? So it's like, it's one thing to just kind of coast and like, yeah, whatever, like I'm good, but I'm not going to be like my best, you know, but um, I feel like he's genuinely trying and he's genuinely vibing with everyone. And I feel like that's such a good thing, especially just because like if, if they're all together on it, then they're going to be even more motivated to do it. Just overall, great addition. Happy he's here. Right. And then what's your take, George? I mean, I, I don't think I could have asked more from a player of Kyle Lowry's um, pedigree. He's been our rock. He's taken the pressure off Jimmy as a playmaker. Um, 
of Bam as a, as a ball handler, and that while that doesn't sound like the best thing, it's actually unlocked his game um, down the post a lot more. He's a lot more dominant this year than any other year. Um, titles going off because let's be honest, who, what team has four defenders to to guard um, Jimmy Bam Lowry because he can cook as as what we saw last night and and Hero. What he's done for this team has been nothing short of incredible and much needed. Um, another great find by Pat Riley. And uh, th- with the connection with Jimmy Butler, it was always going to happen. After nine seasons of playing in cold Toronto, I feel like he's just happy to be playing somewhere where it's not freezing cold. And I feel like he appreciates, you know, the fans. He appreciates the new the change of scenery. Um, it was always going to take a while for him to get his offensive footing back because he's used to playing in a system where he's the second option and takes a lot of pride in that. But seeing, I feel like him seeing Tyler Hero um, grow as a player, bam. Um, Jimmy seeing him succeed as well with the MVP chance. I feel like he's just as happy to help. Um, you can even see it from the bench. The bench is hype, but the locker room's even happier. He's just brought everything this team needed and more to make this team successful. So... It's going to be a lot more games. We've got a lot more games to go. Um, was it? We've got, we've got 75 more games of Kyle Lowry. And we can keep him healthy. We can keep him fit. There's no ceiling for this team. There really isn't. Right. I agree with you 100%. And, you know, Kyle Lowry's not the only guy that I want to give praise to. You know, this next topic has been a campaign that Heat fans have been running since last season. And that is none other than the Jim VP campaign. This week, the Jim VP propaganda was at its highest point it's been this season, with Jimmy being crowned as player of the week for the Eastern Conference while being placed first on the weekly MVP ladder by the basketball reference. Taking all of this to mind, do you guys believe Jimmy has a legit chance of taking home MVP? Uh, What's your take, Clippy? Uh, I want to be a realist. And then, you know, I want to say yes, I really do. But that would mean that I'm biased because he's on my team. Uh, I think he more 100% he can. But do I think so? No, I think it's very early in the season to, to, you know, think about MVP. The way he's playing is MVP caliber. But it's still very early in the season, you know. In the middle of the season, we'll see where he still stands. But, um, you know, there's still other players that I think can come out of the woodworks and, and start fighting for that number, uh, gunning for that number one spot. But um, he definitely is playing MVP uh, caliber ball. But um, I just don't I, I hope it lasts, but I just don't know if it's going to last. So. Right. And then what about you, Brian? I like what he said. It's really early. I don't know. Like it's. He started off really strong last year, and then as the season went on, he kind of tapered off a little bit. And I feel like, especially with Victor Oladipo coming back, Kyle Lowry starting to find his offense, like I'd imagine that Jimmy takes a bit of a step back statistically, especially if they're blowing teams out, right? Like if they're winning every game by 10, 15 points, like you're probably not going to play Jimmy Butler as many minutes, so he's probably not going to have the numbers. Um also, other guys are playing really, really well. Like, Steph Curry has a legitimate argument so far to be MVP as well. And they're also – are I think the Warriors are 5-1, and one, the Jazz are 6-1. and one. So, there's going to be other teams with guys that put up massive numbers. Uh, so, I don't know. It's, it's more of a question for, like, 40 games in, if you're still doing the same thing. All right. Yeah. 
Like, I think he'll get votes either way, but I don't really know if he's going to actually win the award. Right. And then what about you, George? Yeah, I'm, I'm in the same boat. It's a popularity contest at the end of the day. We've seen that with a lot of um, with, with a lot of uh, uh, MVPs in the in the in the past. His numbers are there. He's averaging career highs in field goal, in rebounds, assists. Um, so his efficiency is through the roof. He's not even. He's he's definitely been um, the most amazing player over these first stretch of games. The best thing about the MVP award is it is still a very team based. Um, award, regardless of of the fact that it's an individual award, if the Heat can go, you know, sixty something games, you know, if we it, it, hypothetically everything goes well, you know, everyone's playing well, and he's unlocked all these new players and everything like that. If he can keep averaging these numbers around the same, you know, and even put on a bit more scoring, then it's going to be just better for him. I think he deserves it. I think he, he, he he's deserving of an MVP. Well, I'm not saying he deserves it at this point, but, you know, the team's clicking, he's playing well. There's nothing more we can ask for him. So it's one of those things that if he gets it, it's great. If he doesn't, this doesn't really matter to him. I could tell he doesn't really care, but it would be a great honor to have, you know, another MVP, you know, up at, you know, for Miami. So I feel like you know, the team's winning, he's playing well. That's all that matters. Right. You know, and then Kaylee, what's your opinion? Um, yeah, like the whole, uh, I agree with everyone, what everyone said, that this whole like popularity contest, I just think of um, how in high school we had those like superlatives awards that it's just kind of like, yeah, sure. You know, like it doesn't like, um, I feel like it's so early and there's still a lot of people that can come out of the woodwork and um, a lot of teams are, I feel like are gunning for it more. And I feel like for Jimmy, that's like the last thing on his mind, you know? So it would be dope. It would be actually really cool if he actually does win it. But like, we already know the NBA can be very stingy when it comes to giving people awards, you know? So yeah, I think it'd be awesome. But overall, I feel like I'd rather just him focus on being the best he can be just for the team versus for an award, which I feel like he's already doing. Right. And I agree with every one of you guys, you know, obviously knowing Jimmy, he's probably the type of person to not care if he wins this type of award. You know, it's obviously just wanting to see him get some type of recognition because as we've, you know, mentioned not only this episode, but in episodes past, the NBA does have this thing against Miami when it comes to sleeping against us and everything. So obviously it would be nice to see Jimmy win it, you know, but to, to see him bowl out and to hopefully win the championship this year is even better. So obviously I just want to bring this up because I know our guy, Brendan Tobin, has already fired up the Jim VP campaign and everything. But you know what? I know in Jimmy's mind right now, he's focused on another campaign, and that's being finals Jim VP. So with that being said, you know, we'll just see what happens as the season continues. So now I want to go into another um, campaign, and that's um, the Bam Adebayo for Def- Defensive Player of the Year campaign. According to some statistics that were reported before this last game against the Mavs, Players have shot 16 of 65 from the field when guarded by BAM, generating a staggering 24.6% from the field. 
Not only that, but Bam also manages to hold his own when guarding the three-point line as players have made six out of 29 threes while being guarded by Bam this season. Knowing all of this, do you guys believe in Bam's chances of winning Defensive Player of the Year? This time we'll start off with you, George. Um, yes, 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 and yes. There's no way, it, there's no way that they can overlook him anymore. Last year, he should have been Defensive Player of the Year. This year, he's been phenomenal. In every single way, phenomenal. You know, Rudy Gobert's won it how many years, you know, and he's he's played amazing interior defense. Bam brings it all. Guards one to five, does it effectively. The numbers are there, the stats are there. This is the biggest popularity contest in the entire ABA. This really is. I feel it's so unfair to um to to overlook him any further. He he just does everything. I don't know what more what more he could possibly do on his end. Besides, keep this up. That would just guarantee him this this award because he deserves it. But look, we can all say he deserves it. Blah blah blah. There's always other good players as well. But in my opinion, there's no one that comes close to what he does with the team. Right. And what's your opinion, Kaylee? I completely agree. I feel like. For me, it's hard to name someone else that can guard as many people as Bam can. Like, he literally makes them slow down. He makes them miss shots. It's kind of like, and he's consistent in it. It's not like he's, like, every now and then. It's like, no, he's consistent in it. Also, not to mention that he's a gold medalist. (laughs) So, like, I feel like maybe he should be up there, you know? Like, if he should win it. But, um, But, yeah, again... The NBA is really stingy on giving people what they deserve. So I'm sure he's still going to put up the numbers to prove it and show it all. But will they give it to him? We shall see. But I personally think he deserves it like five stars. It's on his name already. Like it's, it's, it's his, you know. Right. And then what's your take, Clippy? Yeah, I um, <clears throat> I know I said that just it's early and Jimmy won't win MVP. But Bam is definitely going to win defensive player of the year. Uh, I don't care how early it is. I think he should have won it last year. Um, he's definitely insane on defense. He's, you know, probably leads our team in all defensive statistics. I'm pretty sure all these all defensive categories. Uh, he definitely deserves it. I think he's gonna get it. Uh, if the NBA doesn't give it to him, I would honestly be surprised because there's no other player that plays defense like him. There was so many possessions yesterday where he was on Luca that Luca didn't score. Or they called like fouls that I don't, you know, bad calls, but he still nonetheless, you know, is going to lock down your favorite player and he deserves it more than anyone, definitely. Ray, and what about you, Brian? Bam Adebayo is the most important defender on the best defensive team in the NBA. He has respect from not only the players, but the media as far as being a two-time all-NBA defensive player. He's holding guys, I think the stat was to 28% shooting. Like, listen, there is – and he can guard one through five. Like, it's not just that he's holding one or a couple positions to really poor shooting. Like, he is guarding every single position, and nobody can score on the guy. I I think it's time. Like, if it's not this year, it's probably next year. But I don't know if he's going to win it. I think he's incredibly deserving. He's, in my mind, top three defender in the NBA – and that's just be like hedging a little bit, but 
I I think it's really going to come down to whether or not he promote him as a defensive player of the year. Like, I really, really want to see their media team start that campaign because that's what it's going to take. With all these awards, there's a, a pretty big percentage of it that is a popularity contest. And as deserving as Bam is, and I think that no one can can make a good argument for him not being deserving. Like, Bam can win defensive player of the year any given year he's in the NBA. He's got to have the support behind it. And it's gonna, like I said, it's going to come down to whether or not the Heat prop him up as that type of guy and get the conversation really, really rolling. Also, probably him making an all-star team and, again, getting that extra recognition. But, uh, yeah, that's going to be huge. It's, uh, it, it's going to be the marketing. That's, that's what it's going to come down to. So we'll see. We'll see if that marketing push comes. And then does anyone want to add on to that, or are we ready to move on? Hey, I'll, I'll, I'll say something else. I'm going to elaborate on a point that Brian made just then. Um, it's all about the media. It really has to be. Um, it, the onus is on – it's on the players to talk about it, you know, on, after the games that they get the opportunity to all the time, and they're taking the opportunity. They talk about, it, you know, his importance all the time post-game as well. Um, but if we can really – I I know it's, it's only one facet, you know, that we really, really wanted to win defense by the year, but I, I just want to see someone get what they deserve. If that's just – that's if it's for nothing else, it's for that. So I'm saying that, you know, we see it on Twitter. We see it a lot – I've seen it more in the first six, six games that we've played than – first seven games than any time in the season last time. You know, the Twitter's talking about it, how good of a defender he is. You know, the stat line's there. It's it's, it's when you wake up in the morning, you can see it. So it, it's all going to be about does, you know, Miami come out with a few clips defensively every couple, you know, every couple of weeks. It, it, does the, the conversation keep rolling until the 82-game season? But look, at the end of the day, we all just want to win one thing, that's a chip. And if the chip comes, then I don't give a damn who wins it. They can give it to Alex Caruso for all I care. <laughs> right, I agree 100%. You know, at the end of the day, we all know how great of a defender Bam is. It would be nice to see the NBA finally recognize this elite skill he has. But, you know, as we said, for Jimmy goes for Bam too. You know, we know Bam is focused on winning a championship himself. So with that being said, you know, we'll just see what, how, how much, how more he's going to miss you know, all these people, you know, who else he's going to clamp next, and we'll just work from there. So with that being said, you know, let's go right into this next topic. So to finish off this whole convo we've been having off of seasonal words, I now want to talk about the baby goat himself, Tyler Hero. It, we just can't do this episode without praising him, you know. Um, last game, Tyler made history when he scored the most points off the bench than any other player in NBA history to start the first seven games of the season. Although Tyler himself wasn't impressed with this accomplishment when he heard that he had done just that, I know that we as Heat fans are beyond thrilled to hear this, especially after seeing a lot of the criticism that he received after last season. So with all of this being said, seeing the way how Tyler has played these first seven games, is Tyler the front runner to win sixth man of the year? Uh, start us off, Clippy. Um, <clears throat> I think yes. I also think it's very early. But um, I definitely think he has potential if he stays consistent. You know, last year his problem was uh, staying consistent. But throughout the first seven games, he's been 
he's been pretty consistent. He's been uh, getting to his spots, you know, uh, getting every shot he wants. Uh, he's been, even if he misses, he's still shooting, which is great because, you know, shooters shoot. But he just doesn't only shoot, you know what I mean? He can, he, he's, his handles have gotten so much better. His defense is honestly the most improved off of anyone on the team. He's actually moving his feet. He's staying in front of his defender, which is great. Uh, I think he definitely deserves six man a year if he stays playing the way he's playing. But from the looks of it, I mean, I think he's definitely uh, a front runner. Uh, he has some competition, you know, Jordan Clarkson. Uh, I think uh, Alex Caruso is in that debate. Um, but he definitely has potential to to win that for sure. And then how about you, Brian? And the reason why I want to ask you specifically is because I know you have been someone that thinks that Tyler has the potential to be a six man of the year. So what's your take? Oh, I said that when he got drafted. People got mad at me. I was like, Tyler Hero isn't going to be James Hardy. He's going to be a six man. You're like, oh, no, he's not going to do that. So I want I want my props. Everybody, they got mad at me. I want my damn props. But, uh, yeah, I actually believe in Tyler Hero getting six man more than I believe in any other Heat player getting any other award for two reasons. Because he has a particular look about him that uh, people tend to gravitate towards. Not gonna get into detail, but people people like Tyler Hero just off of that fact. And he promote him like Tyler. Anything anytime Tyler Hero does something, the Heat marketing team is like full force behind Tyler Hero. So he has that, you know, he has that marketing push, and he's just playing really well, right? Like he is legitimately a better player than he was his previous two years in the NBA. Like he's no doubt improved a lot over this offseason but he's also he's also has like a, a the usage and he's taking the shots of, a, of an actual star player like this is a very surface level analysis but he has a higher usage than James Harden in his fourth year did and he's taking more shots so just off of uh the fact that he has he's a likable guy from the NBA fan base he has a marketing push and that he has a He's, imp- he's improved as a player, and he has an incredibly high volume of of shots. Uh, yeah, like of course he's gonna he, he's gonna be the front order for that award. Like I would be shocked if he didn't win that award. If I was a betting guy, and this isn't betting advice to anybody out there, like I'm not saying to part with your money. This is just me personally. I would bet my whole life savings on Tyler Hero winning this award because it's it's a wrap. Seven games in, it's a wrap. That's my that's my rant. I'm sorry, but <laughs> there it is. <laughs> All right. And then what about you, George? There's, there's nothing more I'd like to see than Tyler Hero clap back at the haters. Um, you know, I, I've, I've definitely had my ups and downs with him. I, I definitely wanted him included in a trade package last year for Bradley Beal. Um, you know, but for someone so young to get so much, you know, abuse from, from not even just opponents, opposing fans, our own fans, to just absolutely come here and dominate this season. I mean, last night he had a plus 21, plus minus. You know, what more do you want from that? He's, in the last three games, he's averaging 24 points a game. The only thing I'm going to say about the six-man conversation is how long... I mean, look, I'm an advocate for him still coming off the bench. I think he's an extremely important... That, that's the most important um, piece of the puzzle right there because without him, our bench can't, would suck. That's, that's the truth. If we had to watch Robertson run with the, the second second group chasing shots then then we'd we'd be losing leads up and down the floor at the moment, which is not not a knock against 
Robertson. It's just that it's it's just showing you how important Tyler's shot creation is and how big of a leap he's made this year. This is he's on track to becoming an all-star and with these numbers. And everyone people talk about Tyler Hero all-star. Oh, it's so scary. It's not that scary. The fact of the matter is he's averaging 23 points a game. He's he's doing it all off the bench, but it's a it's a situation where the Heat want to say, look, in clutch time, he's playing. Um, I still think he should come off the bench um, for Duncan. Duncan still needs to find his shot. And we're all talking about, you know, he's having bad games here and there, here and there. There's going to be a game where he'll drop 30. It's going to happen. It'll happen soon. I'm going to guarantee that. But he's doing he's doing all this without... He, his shot looks so much more consistent, looks so smooth. There's nothing more I can want from Tyler Hero this season. This, this is more than anyone would have expected. If you would have told me that he'd be averaging 20, 23 um, before the season, I would have called you crazy. People were saying that he was he's probably going to this, lead this game, uh, lead the our team in scoring by the end of the year. And I was like, yeah, 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 whatever, whatever. It's just hype. He, he's on track for that. He's just got Jimmy to pass now. But I'm an advocate for six round of the year, um, Tyler Hero. And... Pat Riley is probably breathing a sigh of relief, um, seeing that, you know, his gamble's paid off. He's, he's showed a lot of trust into this team. Even Spolsch just put, it, put a lot of trust in his hands. And he's delivered, which is the most important thing. He's consistent. He's delivered. He's going to keep doing it. Um, and we're just excited to sit back and watch. Right. And then, you know, to just quickly add on to what you said about um, Tyler Hero being the leading, possibly being the leading scorer for the Heat. You know, I know, um, shout out to Ethan Skolnick for um, making that prediction. I know a lot of people, you know, didn't agree with him at first. But, you know, I know Ethan's got to be really hyped that, you know, he made this prediction and it's so far looking really good. So, yeah, shout outs to him. So with that being said, um, Kaylee, what's your opinion? Um, so like with this whole talk, I feel like it'd be a, a disservice to him and a disservice to the heat to not keep him in the conversation of like potentially being the winner, <laughs> because I feel like when it comes to also just improvement as a player, it's like, you have to give that some consideration, you know, it's like he's getting better each game so far in the season already. And he has this new air of confidence in him. He's bringing a new wave of like energy with the second team and stuff like that. So it's like, you can't like overlook it. I feel like it'd be really rude to just overlook it. But, um, but yeah, like, I feel like I, I highly appreciate it because as someone who's also a fan of another certain team where a player doesn't even want to, um, go to therapy um I feel like it's nice for someone to actually you know see that even though they have so much hate from different fan bases and like overall the organization kind of maybe taking the gamble on you with the deal and then that didn't go through so like okay I have to step it up and he's taking it into his own hands so like no I need to get better and with the whole thing with having a having a kid it's also it's like he's really just taking the reins and I highly appreciate that. And so far it's showing. And I hope that he just kind of just even doubles his expectations. Right. And then does anyone else have something they want to add on? Yeah, I was, I was going to, I was going to add on something, but uh, Kaylee beat me to it. This is dad bod Tyler hero. This is what I'm starting. This is what I'm talking about. He's, the, when when he had a kid, I was like, look at it now, another distraction from the game. 
uh, he's just balling out for his daughter now, which is fantastic. So, um, yeah, no, I just hope he can keep it up to the end of the season as well. Let's keep uh, Dad Botalier in the conversation. All right. So, you know what? Like you guys said, I'd love to see Tyler Hero win um, Sixth Man of the Year, especially because of all the criticism he received. And, you know, it's just going to be an exciting season to see what else he brings to the table for this Heat team. And, you know, you know, we've talked about so much. I know we've talked a lot about season awards and everything. This is basically a Miami Heat propaganda episode to everyone who's listening. So there's that. But um, to conclude today's episode, I now want to talk about Miami's next game, which will be against a team that Tyler has probably had some of his best games against. And, um, George, I know you mentioned that very soon we'll see a Tyler Hero 30-point game. And I wouldn't be surprised if it would be against this team. And that's because this upcoming game, the Heat will be playing against the Celtics. With that in mind, what do you guys think the Heat need to do to pull off the win? And what's your overall prediction for the game? Give us your take first, Clippy. Um, I don't really think we need to do much. I mean, I know that's... um you know, kind of messed up to say, but the Celtics aren't really up to uh, par this year. I mean, of course, any given team can win on any given night, but uh, we're unveiling the new court, unveiling the new uh, Miami mashup uniforms. Uh, Tyler, you know, for some reason has a vengeance against the Celtics. So he, I think he'll definitely maybe drop a 30, but I think tomorrow is um, hopefully knock on wood in the bag. We get a win um, at home. But I I don't really see the Celtics as a threat, so I don't really feel like I need to elaborate. I just think the Heat just have to go in there and uh, stop them defensively. And, you know, our offense starts with our defense. So we lock them down, and the rest is uh, is history. So I'm pretty confident that we can um, beat the Celtics tomorrow in nice, nice uh, fashion by 10-plus, you know, 20-plus, hopefully. Right. And then what about you, George? Um, it's time. It's time to go to work again. But it, the Celtics are not a team I take lightly. Um, I never have, and I never will. Um, you know, recently we've won our last two meetings with them. Um, but I'm not ever going to say it's going to be an easy game. It's going to be, you know, a game against Tatum. If he's on, you know, if he's on, it's hard to it's hard to beat. Um, Brown's there. He's still doing well. That, but there is a team. The turmoil that they've had. In the last game, where Marcus Smart came out and made those comments, um, and we know for a fact that people are saying, "Oh, Marcus Smart shouldn't have talked." Blah blah blah. There's no way he hasn't already spoken to the team about this multiple times, and he's just sick of it. But I feel like they've got a lot of work to do over in Boston. I feel like they haven't got the they haven't got the formula right again. I feel like their front office has failed them again. So it's time for us to go in there and show them that we've we've improved leaps and bounds. We we are here to play and we're here to win. And if we can walk out there by with a 30 point winning, I'll be happy. And you, Kaylee? Um, I actually agreed with Clippy. Like the first thing that I said in my mind was like, I don't think it's gonna take much because this is kind of yeah, it's home. We're unveiling the new jerseys. There's gonna be just an amazing vibe in the arena you know so it's like I and also the Celtics are just kind of down bad right now and um I just don't think the Celtics are in a place where they're like an opposite opponent like and I hate saying that I really do want to see the Celtics at least like not be on the bottom you know but like I feel like right now 
they're kind of falling apart and we're just gonna take advantage of that like dogs you know what I mean like you know the kennel so like so I feel like it's just gonna be kind of easy I'm sure Tyler's also gonna pop off because again yeah he does have like some sort of vengeance um but yeah I'm actually just kind of excited to see them you know just go on fire you know so right and then last but not least what about you Brian uh the Celtics are two and five they're not they're not a good team like I don't think it's gonna take a lot for the heat to beat they just gotta do what they've been doing and they'll be fine they'll probably blow them out by 15 20 points it's gonna be an easy game i'm not worried about it uh obviously there's always potential of jalen brown or jason Tatum going off but the celtics aren't good right now and also playing off of back-to-back so i'm not worried about it easy heat dub all right so i love the guts everyone got for this so uh with that being said um we basically covered a lot on today's episode. So I, I just got to know, is there anything else that you guys feel like we should add on or are we ready to call this an episode? I think we're good, to be honest. All right. So with that being said, and I feel that we covered so much Miami Heat propaganda in today's episode. Um, before we close it out, I just want to remind everyone that it's listening to follow Heat versus the World on Instagram and Twitter at HBTW Podcast for more Miami Heat content. Also, be sure to check out the Heat versus the World's new extension show, Culture Shop, which should be dropping its debut episode this Saturday. The show stars an all-women cast featuring Clippy and Kaylee, to name a few, while being produced by our own Jules as well. To learn more about Culture Shock, feel free to follow them on Twitter at CLTR Shock Pod. Anyways, thank you all for listening to today's episode of the Heat vs. the World podcast, and we'll be back soon with another episode. We out. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time with a brand new episode of the Heat vs. the World podcast.